Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. I'm thrown off a little bit just because uh, <laughs> PJ was doing some pretty, pretty goofy things before he started. shenanigans. Yeah, it's, it's good though. Not, it's all fun, but we're excited to be bringing another pod. We're recording on a Wednesday night, so we got some decent games tonight. Bucks, Houston's about to start. Uh, Jazz are taking on the Pacers in Indiana. Um, the Bulls, Pel- Grizzlies. Pelicans are going for their ninth straight victory tonight. And uh, so to break all it all down and everything that's happened between our last pod and today, PJ, how you doing? Yeah, the battle of the two MVP candidates. I think whoever wins tonight between Giannis and James Harden wins the MVP, right? If only it was that simple. I think it was. I thought that's what Adam Silver said today. Do you, think it, you didn't do see you, that statement? I didn't. Do you, hmm. Did uh, do you think that Giannis actually has a, any shot at putting himself back in the conversation? Like he's probably he's probably number three for MVP. Well, I mean, if he they win like ten games in a row, yeah, I he'll probably finish top five. Definitely, I I think that he it would probably be. Steph, I guess if I were Steph to pick. And KD, Mm, I think it'd probably be those guys making the top five. Yeah, Steph will. I think it'd be Steph, James Harden, LeBron, Giannis, Giannis. and AD would be my top five in some order, with James being the first. Yep, I think that that's pretty much a lock, barring something crazy happening. But it's wild though that we're gonna have a podcast and probably the most heated debate we could have ever had about an MVP. We decided to hold off on, and then it wasn't fun to have when the actual result came in last year. And now we're, this is like no contest. Well, NBA, maybe announce the MVP before the entire season's over. So yeah, the award the, thing the is... the playoffs are over, you know? It's just ridiculous. Well, the, I like the idea of the award show. It's just this is a weird spot. You should be if you're gonna have an award show. You should be doing it. Do it before the playoffs even start. Right. Yeah, I don't know where you would time it, or you do it before the finals. Yeah, I don't know. That's tricky. But even then, if you do it during the finals, I would still be really sour since last year the Thunder got bounced so early and got yeah. demolished by the Rockets. Well, You'd be like, eh. I guess you would make the argument that if you had an MVP, they wouldn't. They most likely, ideally, in that season would be like, have either just lost in the conference finals or be in the finals. Yeah, but now that pre- that precedent's kind of thrown out the window. Like my argument last year was that very, very rarely. In fact, I'm not sure if anyone had ever won the MVP in like modern NBA if they weren't at least a two seed or higher and last oh. year last year the thunder were the i think the four seed going into the playoffs right four seed they beat memphis in the first round and then lost to houston i think does that sound right mm, i might no. just that up i thought they, they were the six seed oh okay well, i thought they played houston in the first round oh you you might be right and either way they they got they got handled by the Rockets and just kind of ruined the whole thing but if you have if you're definitely feeling better about that if you've got James winning it right 
Yeah, OKC was the six, and Houston was the third, oh. three seed. My mistake. Somebody's memory's better than yours. Did you not look that up? Well, I just looked it up to confirm what I said. Because mm. I'm a smart little boy. Mm, nice job. Smart well, cookie over here. As much as I'd like to continue talking about how smart you are, we do have a lot of Yes, let's dive right into that. To, to talk so about. So I first realized I was a genius when... <laughs> I'm going to let you, you know what, I don't think I even need to talk. You're so smart, I think you can run the rest of this by yourself. Cool. So, yeah, I was about age of five, <laughs> and... How old I, were you when you composed your first symphony? Uh, well, I've done so many now, they all blur together. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, we'll be starting our music podcast next week, uh, covering strictly all the music that pj has composed hardwood hits but for today we're going to talk <laughs> about a lot of things ranging from really silly to to pretty remarkable and the first thing that we're going to talk about is definitely falls in the silly the silly category and that is jr smith being suspended one game last year or last year last week last year oh. last week He's, it was so offensive they suspended him a year ago. <laughs> they retroactively suspended him. No, that he got suspended one game last week for after a pregame shoot-around throwing a cup of soup at an assistant coach. Did they? I don't know if I ever saw Did they say what assistant it was? Also, did they say what kind of soup it was? Neither. It was broccoli cheddar, I'm pretty sure, was oh. what my sources close to twitter said "Ooh, i mean that's a great soup if you're gonna throw it at somebody <laughs> what was that oh no soup for you thank you thank you uh yeah I, one more um, time <laughs> i mean i want so badly to know what argument led up to this i mean who knows it could have been just about it he Sometimes, you know, you're just having that kind of day. You're just like, fuck this, and you throw some soup. Well, and it's funny because I was watching, I had an NBA TV kind of on the background. I forget what game that they were about to start and that they were doing pregame for, but all of a sudden along the bottom of the screen, J.R. Smith not playing tonight. Suspended one game for, like, breaking team rules or conduct detrimental to the team yeah. or something like that. And... I'm like, that's kind of bad news because I know JR hasn't had the best season for them, but he's been he's been really solid lately. And uh, he's certainly capable on any given night to, you know, hit five, six threes and kind of swing the game for you. And, uh, well, I, so I was worried that, okay, he suspended one game here. I, was it was it a one game right away or was it indefinitely? It was that, it was that Sixers. No, he was just out. One game. Yeah, before the Philadelphia game, it like came out during that like he was suspended, but it was very airtight, which is surprising for Cleveland of yeah, all we, places. We did not know till the next day. I don't think that it was like it was a good twenty four hours. Yeah, before there was even a crack of it. Um, yeah, no one, no one was saying anything, and that <laughs> then it came out Friday, like midday, like yeah, like early morning. And oh boy, thank God for Twitter. 
it's moments like that where I just I put my hands up and I I do just praise praise the good Lord because it's those kind of stories just once they get it's just a snowball effect and once they get get going they're just the best and they're just those moments you have to be on Twitter for. Would you rather have been a fly on the wall in the Los Angeles Clippers hallway yes. leading up or a fly on the wall in I don't know where the soup consumption was Cafeteria, going down, locker like, room. Yeah. Could have been anywhere. Which, would you rather be at the Clippers and that's yes. when that whole thing went down or this Absolutely. soup throwing? Okay. No, soup throwing is funnier. Like, whatever in my mind of like how the incident went down with the soup is going to be far better than the actual incident um the clippers thing in in general as long as i could get like a couple vantage points like as a fly i could kind of maybe there's the air duck i can swing in and out of like seeing clint capella on one end of the door going in seeing what's going on in the locker room swinging through the little hole in the wall to go to see the hallway uh absolutely the clippers rockets thing without question yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you there. But yeah, I would like back. to. Jr. It's everything seems to be fine since he's come back, though, which is which is good. I would like to argue you the incident of of the Cavs that you'd rather be. I'd rather the fly in the wall of the Kevin Love is soft or that whole fight, uh, where they questioned Kevin Love's manhood. <laughs> Or this, the soup throwing. I would no. I was saying that, or the the cat, or the Clippers Houston oh, thing would Clippers. almost be still still Clippers. Yes, it's not even a question to me. But that's more of a argument, I think. Because uh. yeah, the soup thing in my mind, it's just like it could be anything. <laughs> it could, it could be, be. It's a high risk, high reward thing. It could either be really anticlimactic and stupid, or it could be incredible. Well, if I knew like how well he connected with the soup, I would maybe be more willing. But like if he just threw just it and it up. kind of like hit his feet, yeah, I don't care. But no, I need like on the face, like dripping down the shirt, having to do the dramatic like hand over your face and like and and wipe it down type thing. Have a piece of broccoli cheddar in the hair of of like a piece of broccoli in your hair. I would need. It to be pretty much the greatest soup throw of all time. Well, we'll never know. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I wish, I wish, regardless, we could kind of get some inside info. Maybe there'll be a like a thirty for thirty short on on what happened on that. One would or, hope that situation someday. But uh, another kind of, I don't know, kind of a really weird game in general but a lot of things happening was the t-wolves jazz game from last friday night so i i get done finishing um the defiant ones documentary right before the start so i'm like really amped up excited for this game timberwolves really need to win because they've been on a bit of a slide not playing very well without jimmy and a, a low-key very very entertaining NBA game to watch and a good one to be on ESPN because Cat got tossed. Yeah. Rudy Gobert had a, a lot of texts. Pretty wild dunks. A lot of texts. 
like a low key kind of a rivalry with the whole Rubio thing going on now. And so then late in the game, Teague kind of gives a, a cheap shot to Ricky Rubio. And this is after Jimmy Butler is wow. already what? Kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a cheap shot to Ricky. This is after. Butler's I'm pretty sure already... the Minnesota Wild asked Jeff Teague if he'd want to play with him the remainder of the year after that hip check. Yeah, I think he's he's declining. I think he's, he's probably sick of basketball. But And Jimmy tweets, who hasn't tweeted since December 31st of 2016. Haven't used Twitter in years, but yeah, Jeff, that's what I like to see Rubio getting up quick for no reason. Like, I want to know what his beef with Rubio is. I guess I don't really... Oh, shit. There's, there's something there. I definitely... And now maybe manufacturing it. I thought I remember like an offhanded thing of like Jimmy not liking Rubio for some reason that some one of the Bulls writers talked about at some point. Hmm. I think there's a little like something to know there. This, I like to I'd like to know the story behind it, but yeah, anyway, it's the, like the nothing. Specific- thing, the entire thing is pretty ridiculous. And then my favorite part of of all this is then Jay Crowder gets all amped up and getting it is coming at Tibbs. Yeah. And Tibbs Tibbs clearly says, Hey, fuck you and points <laughs> at Jay. And it's really funny. Like, I've been a little down on Tibbs lately, so it was nice for him to do something <laughs> say something fuck nice. You to Jay Crowder. Say something do something very nice for me and, and do something hilarious like that. It was it was great. Yeah, so then Jimmy tweeted, Jay, get away from my coach. You don't want no smoke either. And then Jay essentially called Jimmy out and said he had his address and that he could come. Yeah, I think he was joking. To him if he had a problem, because yeah, yeah, he, he also said, he also said like, "Oh, that's my boy." Like, yeah, maybe he, maybe he's just messing around. I don't really know what's going on, but it was very lucky. But a, a, just, a ridiculous game, and the Jazz ended up winning handily. Like, no, like even though Wiggins played a really really well in the second half and kept them in it they still lost by 12 and t-wolves so, are in trouble so t-wolves i watched are... none of the game zero minutes of it uh until the next day <laughs> yeah when you guys were texting me about it in our group chat but uh when did cat did cat get tossed in the first half second quarter oh, okay yeah yeah, that's he, tough. Uh, he, Good for Wiggins. I mean, that's sucky. Well, to... Wiggins was awful and not doing anything in the first half, and Teague and Cat were initiating pretty much all their offense, and then Cat got an and, oh. and one, got an and one, and yelled and one like in the like right at the ref after he made it. And he got <laughs> he got tossed after that. Uh, yeah, he actually he got a he got a he got a technical, but he had just gotten a flagrant right before that, so he was done. Uh, and yeah, cat getting thrown out of a game is is pretty funny. <laughs> and they weren't gonna they weren't gonna win that game with cat. Of were, course, it was an him just screaming, not like cussing out a ref, just going and one. Yeah, very I, very on brand for Carl Anthony Towns. Incru- the most on brand thing he's done, uh, on top of just playing really bad defense that whole game too. The JJ Watt of the NBA. I'm not going that far just yet, but. He's he's young. It's it's a theory. I'm still I'm not gonna let let die. Well, I don't like it, so I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I'm not it's... gonna. I'm not gonna add any more 
fire to that flame. He needs to get just like a massively aggressive tattoo, and it will dispel all of the rumors. Do you know what he needs? To, okay, this might be a hot take. Rap I video. Don't, I do not think it. Well, no, he's in. He's sure as shit should stay away from Katy Perry videos. That's that, not doing. That's where we're building our case. But what what guys need, like? I don't understand why you're doing these like really weird like lightning bolts in your hair and stuff. Like, Cat does that. Gobert does that. Not a huge fan. I think that's like a middle school thing to do. Mm, I don't know. I think it's a middle school thing, maybe because those guys do it. I don't. I, yeah, that's you're about a, you're it. A, you're I a, I don't get bothered by people whatever they do with their hair, like that kind of stuff. I mean, no, at, I mean I'm not I'm not outraged by it. I just, <laughs> I'm just saying that I think that if you're going if you're trying to look a little more rugged, kind of more badass cat, maybe get rid of that. That that's all I'm saying. I guess. But anyway, that's our take, our segment on uh, what we would do to NBA hairstyles. Be, yeah, it's the uh, this is actually turning into queer eye for the straight NBA basketball player. Um, so the perm forward, we're the perm forward now. The perm forward, yeah, that's nice too. I like that. Mm, the perm. Yeah. Uh, we should. Uh, we got to give the Trailblazers some some props, in particular Dame. Lillard for what he's done in the last couple games. They've now won, I want to say seven games in a row. I'm, I'm, I don't yeah. have the number in front of me. Seven games in a row, eight games in a row after last night, and uh, in particular against the Lakers, he hit four straight threes in the fourth. Just took over, kind of closed it out, killed them. Uh, and then last night, you know, they took care of business against the Knicks on a, on a back to back though. Um, and he was great with uh, 38 points last night as well. 37 points last night yeah. with eight threes. And they've uh, tell you what, when Dame is, is shooting like that, it's just kind of tough to beat them because you like you're you can count on CJ to get you 20 points a game. You're gonna get and, uh... and if you're gonna get 35, 40 percent from Dame, um, Nurkic just looked pretty good. Uh, this team seems to be putting it together and playing their best basketball at the right time, which. Sitting as the three seed right now. The fucking three seed. Like they would play the T Wolves in the first round if the season ended today. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, these teams are going to be jostling back and forth for a while now. The Pelicans. Uh, yeah. You got to think that they probably have a slide at some point. I haven't looked at their schedule outside of what we discussed last week. I know that we said that it's it's definitely feasible for them to rattle off ten in a row here. And they're one game away from that, but yeah, it's it's kind of just a roller coaster. I mean, good for them; they've taken care of business against subpar competition, but they're they have not had. Oh yeah, get your wins where you get your wins. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, I'm. (laughs) I'm not really. It. I don't think anyone's that interested in breaking down it, which we talked about before. This was just like. Yeah, whatever we say, two days from now it's gonna be completely different. It's just gonna go all over, but it's a fun roller coaster ride. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and speaking of uh, speaking of the Pelicans and Anthony Davis, he came out and said today that he was expecting Boogie to be re-signing with the Pelicans, which yeah. I mean. It's not that surprising. I think the really interesting thing to keep your eye on when that situation is 
how much is, are they going to pay him and for how many years and what that contract's going to look like. Because, like, if you're Boogie, I mean, maybe he has maybe he has the leverage and he gets a max out of him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that's very likely given the injury he just sustained. I I th- I think it it'd be I'd be pretty shocked if he didn't at least get something like a two and one uh, type of thing, since next year is going to be pretty much out the window. Well, so Boogie or uh, AD has two years left on his contract, correct? After this season. Right, that's why it would be a two and it yeah, so, line him yeah, up. I think that makes a ton of sense to do it that way. Yeah. He basically and maybe, gets maybe twenty five million a year, two two years, three years, seventy five million last year's uh not a player, player option. option. Yep. Yep. I could I could definitely see that too. I do think it's unlikely that you see a max, but it would be Well wild he'll get like he'll he'll get like the most of whatever they can do under the cap. I I think they'll definitely like I'll, well, I, they're, could, they're over the cap no matter what. Right, but I think they'll they'll play with it because it's. I think they'll try to resign. Like he'll probably be the last thing they probably last person they sign in the off season. They'll try to get all their mid level all that crap, and then it will be uh like they'll probably sign Nico first because you kind of have to bring Nico back. You kind of have to keep yeah, Nico from they, them. They do have to. I mean they. Because he's got those for him. They they'll pick up the option. They'll pick up his option, and then Which is fourteen million. Yeah, something like that. Or it might be twelve. He's he's actually he's probably worth that based off how he's played this year. Yeah, they'll sign Boogie. Boogie will come back towards the end of next season. Basically, get a contract year, fully healthy, with AD, and then you. See, see where everything falls from there, and you could realistically then just like trade. You could trade both of them, right? But you um, wouldn't really get much for Boogie if you had a player option type thing. But yeah, I I would be pretty shocked if it went down any differently than that. Anything's possible. This is a team that gave Drew Holiday a max. Yeah, Drew but Holiday that was that's because they had to. It was well, they didn't have to, but they were in a bad spot there where it was just like it made the most sense for them to re-sign him so they threw all that money at him. I still I, wouldn't have done I, it, but I was never yeah. on board with it. But Yeah, I mean, the the alternative would be to blow it up and if you don't think you can win a championship building around Drew with Drew Holiday as your point guard and Anthony Davis only a few years left, which I don't think it's possible given their wing situation then you, you just you start over and you let Drew walk and you trade AD, and clearly they're not. They're trying not to do that, uh, and they're, I mean, shit, they're the, the four seed, so I can't really hate on this too much right now, but Drew Holiday's contract is not going to look very good a few years from now, I don't think. Uh, we uh, we got a hit on Kobe's Oscar win, which was yeah. on, on Sunday night. I have not seen the short film that he directed. Have you, PJ? I have not either. I have meant to watch sure. it before this. I'm not but. sure where it's accessible. Is it streaming on anything? I have the link. I can send it to you. I meant to do that as a pre, pre-show pre thing for us to watch so we could really comment on it. I mean, I th- I've, I've seen 
a couple like real short snippets of it from what was on Twitter and stuff, but I haven't watched the full thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's. Yeah, I have zero impact as far or like real film critique takes that I can tell you as far as if it deserved a win or anything like that. But uh, I mainly wanted to talk about just because of his comments after it saying that it was better than him than any championship he won which is pretty mind-blowing right it's a pretty ridiculous thing to say i don't believe it i don't either i feel like he got really caught up in the moment but like his his reaction and stuff after and just like the inflection in his voice it just it didn't really sound a lot like kobe (laughs) it just was weird he he was just i think i don't know it was I could see it being, I could see it from the perspective of just thinking about it as, hey, you know, basketball was what I trained, I did it all my life, like I was defined as a basketball player, and just like, everything I did 24-7 was think and do and, and be and like put everything I had into basketballs, and like my plan was to be great at basketball, so like it's not surprising. But this, I just was like, I want to do, I want to make this short film, and just being able to win that is something, you know, he's just overwhelmed with that. But I also, I don't know how much he actually put into it. Like, I don't know what, who was yeah. around him, like how well, this all came to be. I don't really know a lot about it. And like, I, you nor I are super knowledgeable when it comes to the entertainment industry and specifically like producers and directors and who would be, someone that you'd want to have around you when trying to put together together a film like this. But the the narrative around it was that Kobe spent somewhere like a couple million dollars on creating this short film, which is very out of the norm when it comes to this creating films that are are up for this award. So he just bought an Oscar? Yeah, I mean that that's kind of what people are saying. Like he, just, <laughs> he attached he attached incredibly talented and famous people that are typically associated with bigger projects and well fuck it but hey yeah i mean i'm not hating on the guy i don't hate on that actually i mean yeah i don't think kobe's gonna be you know lining up movie deals now i don't think anyone really has Uh, said that I mean, he's gonna create feature films at some point, and like, I don't know what genre or how serious or I, that I have no idea. But he's he's not done making making stuff. That's for sure. Yeah, but I mean, like, he's not gonna get like no one's gonna give him like a writing deal or do something like a line probably, of like probably not. He'll be financing or he'll be working and yeah, more of that producer. EP role type thing. I I think that you're probably right about that. Yeah, I just I, I it was just wild to me to hear him say that though because it's just thinking about it from the school of him just being junior MJ, like no fucking way that actually, and just how he always carried himself and all this other crap just to say that it was just like such a I'm caught in the moment type thing or just really blowing this thing out a bit much. I'm like, you're Kobe Bryant. You 
were you defined yourself very early on by like how many championships you were going to win. Yeah, I I think that this is just he was just saying it to unexpected please. and he you know, I guess having like proven to yourself that you can have success in another area after everyone everyone pigeonholes you as being like you are a basketball player and that's it and this is like they're more than athletes today like this is yeah this is a narrative that's especially yeah like important and true now which i'm in on that part of it like sure yeah and and he and he made that comment too in his acceptance speech but uh but like it's pretty cool i mean i want we'll maybe we'll we'll touch on this again after we have a chance to watch it too because well, I, the last thing I was going to really say, because I was thinking about it just, like, from a personal side, it'd be, like, if, yeah, I guess, like, your career and your job, whatever your current job is to all our great listeners, um, <laughs> like, is, I, I guess it really defines, like, yeah, if that's, like, what you're, what you would consider as a major accomplishment in your career, that's a promotion, if that's hitting a certain... earning level um whatever whatever those could be if you did that and you were considered arguably like one of the most accomplished people in your profession and had the accolades to go along with it and then you did something on the side that you weren't well known for like would you automatically say like that is better than what you've done in your career because you're just like you define yourself by that so then whatever the thing that's outside of that automatically becomes better yeah i mean i don't know i was trying to think of other comps but like i just i I, that's a very loose one but it it was it was interesting to me because i was like well no i'd probably yeah i don't know like i don't know if i would put (laughs) Like I think you would still want to lead with what you've done in in your career, like is your professional career, especially if you spent I don't know eighteen seasons or whatever, eighteen years doing it or however. Yeah. Long, and then yeah, if you spent eighteen years at a company and yeah, whatever your achievements were in that time, and then you just like re-retire. The first great thing you do after you're like, Dad, that's better than the everything else. I don't know. <laughs> right. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> another uh, ridiculous thing that's been going on over the last couple weeks, or at least over the last week, I'm not sure when the first billboard went up. Uh, the first one was in Philly two weeks ago. Yeah, so this has been going on for a little while. So this all started with Philly leading up to their match against so, the Cavs. Puts up, so this ahead. is all, yeah, I guess the preface is these are not the actual teams doing these. Yes, this is... These are just people that are paying to put up these billboards, and it's pretty great. It's they're super fucking corn. I thought the complete the process one was like catchy and fun, and okay. The L.A. like them doing LeBron and putting L.A. in, in the front of his name are super corny, and then they put out one as well and it was all the lakers retired numbers and like there's a picture of lebron's jersey like next question mark like next one question mark with the 23 um 
there was the Philly had one of like the lineup essentially, and it had LeBron's jersey and like a king crown on to, on top of the jersey. Um, for one, like they were all pr- the LA ones especially were corny as shit, but. <laughs> The other Philly ones, I kind of thought, because eh, to complete the process, I was like, all right, that's trust. The process is linked to Philly so hard now that that's fu- like that's good, that's catchy, that's that's nice. But they had a couple other ones after that that I was like, eh, no, I'm out on these. Like it just well, felt like a very collegey. Like, pro- weird. Like, I just wouldn't see it for, like, a professional team. Like, this is a grown-ass man. Like, he's this is not going to do anything. But, obviously, like, that's not wasn't the intention of why they're putting these up either. Well, so I had no problem with the Philly ones at all. I thought that they – the way des- they designed them was really cool. I thought the complete the process oh, thing, it was funny. They're definitely better. The LA but ones are straight trash. This LA one – Forget the process. We win banners. Hashtag LA LeBron. LA Bron. Paid for by. I'm not even gonna. No, I'm not gonna read. Calljacob.com. Jeez. Well, do you know what's so stupid about this? Is you're call Justin Jacobs instead.com. Oh, you're putting out last names. <laughs> Why you gotta do that, man? Uh, so. I think we've said that before. Mm, no, but. Uh, <laughs> Why are you putting up a billboard with Times New Roman? Oh, they've got you, Ultra. Said so now, now the 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 man may be able to find out what I'm doing, but uh, that's not my actual name, guys. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. I'm just Ultra. Google Ultra. <laughs> uh, has but Times New Roman. Just the design of the LA one is trash. That's all. That's all I'm really. Honestly, uh, when I saw so, the LA one, it is so bad. This it's is, in the this, same it, lettering. It looks as like, like an elementary schooler put this together. It like, looks I've, like it looks like the posters of like like Fine Christ or like the Are you going to hell? <laughs> Those like you see in yeah Iowa has them. I know Indiana's like the king of them. Oh, they're all over. Yeah, yeah. that's what it looked like to me. But it was for LeBron. Unbelievable. And it's Los Angeles. Like you're, this is this is the one place where you maybe you should be able to find someone that can actually design something that doesn't look like total shit. But whatever. Um, so, uh, moving on to slightly more serious stuff, but also kind of funny. Uh, so Adam Silver he he issued a warning to the Bulls. Am I right, BJ? There wasn't a, an actual fine that got handed out for no. In in the Shams report, from what I heard, is a little. It was more of a, a phone call was made and just a. There wasn't like a formal letter or anything like that generated. It was a. A call from the league office to the Bulls on on some of their actions as of late. Um, oh, you wanted me to keep going? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I thought, I, you, I thought you had more I thought, to say. Well, okay. So, Bulls insider, Pete Jafton. Uh See, I said that yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're, yeah we're this, all is out your, there. this is your Bulls topic of the day. Yeah. Just let me run with it. Y'all thought I couldn't do it, but we keep getting the Bulls <laughs> in this podcast. Damn it, we're going to keep trying. 
Uh, yeah, so essentially what the Bulls have been doing, if you're not aware, they had been uh, placing Robin Lopez and Justin Holiday, making them inactive for each game. And I personally, maybe I'm biased, but I was pretty impressed by their, their rollout of this. And they've, they've stuck, to, stuck to message of wanting to get the younger guys more experience, get better, get more looks at the young guys. With the last 25 games of the season, they wanted to really uh, know what they had going forward for the future. Uh, I thought it was pretty good, but what the NBA did was they actually enacted, which is the first year of this rule, which is the um, rule of benching healthy players and not um, playing healthy players. So, which was intended for more of the Spurs Popovich line of thing of resting guys for the playoffs, not necessarily intended for teams that are tanking. <laughs> even though that's not what the Bulls sure. are doing, but teams that are tanking, trying to lose games, not necessarily putting winning as a priority. Uh, but that was the rule that the league office called and said you're technically in violation of this. So, tonight's game, Justin Holiday started. Robin Lopez was still inactive, but Fred uh, said that they're both going to play tomorrow night. Uh, interesting to me. I personally, well, I had two things. One, it was just ironic that this rule in particular and, like, why it was developed wasn't intended to be enforced against what the Bulls are doing. But along with that, too, like... I thought what the Bulls were, like, their messaging and what they were saying and stuff, like, sure, you can call BS. We all know it's BS. But, like, from the league-wise, league, league wise, they're not doing a Mark Cuban saying, yeah, we need to lose, you know, whatever. Like, And I it's do not, think there's not, some... It's not to that extent. Right. And I do think there's a slight legitimacy as far as, far as like, Robin Lopez and Justin Holliday are pretty established commodities. Like, I think the Bulls know what they are. Uh, I can see from the players' union. You know, there's I, I get reasons why it's a bad look, but at the same time, the Bulls are going to get closer to winning a championship by not playing those two. And no one can make the argument to me that, truthfully, Adam Silver or anyone in the league would not be better off if by the Bulls losing and them having a chance to secure a better pick and it hopefully getting potential star in this next draft. Like, no one can tell me that a top three, like, people are going to be upset that there's a, another star in Chicago. Like, that we, Chicago then acquires a star in one of your biggest markets and arguably one of the top five most popular other franchises in your league like i mean there's zero reason that you shouldn't want the bulls to do that and they were saying the right things i think everyone was following the same company line there were no issues as far as players everyone was moving in one direction so it was just kind of like all right well what do you want them to do i i think in some ways like it's, it's tough for me to be uh, in the mindset of yeah, I have to play you, Robin Lopez. Like, what? What if Fred played Justin Holiday and, and Robin Lopez tomorrow night? He plays in the first five minutes, and then he pulls him and doesn't play him the rest of the game. 
like what's what's the what can the league do at that point then right it's like they just have to the, the league the league would the league would say something if that was to happen but like you can't then then the league should tell dictate every lineup every you know what i mean like you you've got to let teams run their themselves and sure like at we all know what they're point, doing but yes, the at bulls some point, at some point you have to do that but it also hurts like a game to game brand of then oh yeah but but yeah and that's where the irony comes back to that first point i mean it was just like because that rule was made so that you know the Cavs aren't sitting lebron and when you know the spurs aren't sitting all of their guys on a national tv game like those are bad looks the bulls had one national tv game all their dudes played and plus the bulls started this right after all-star break they haven't been doing this all year but like at this point, I thought it was a pretty good PR move, wise Because really, realistically, if you look at the league, yeah, we've talked about the tanking, and it is interesting. And being a Bulls fan, I'm interested in how many games the Bulls can lose to hopefully get a better draft pick. But league wide, the league is not promoting the Bulls right now. Like they're not; their marketing pat everything is not being affected by the Bulls not playing Robin Lopez and Justin Holiday. They're pushing Steph. They're pushing the Rockets. They're pushing LeBron. Like you're getting it all there, and that's what the rule was intended for. Well, granted, it technically is violating it in some ways, but I just thought it was a little iffy. And it just is like I know tanking is an issue, and the league is sensitive about it. But I think at a certain point, too, you have to. It's just going to happen, and under these current draft rules, once those go away, you're going to de-incentivize teams doing stuff like this, but for the time being, I, I think you you kind of have to back off a little bit. And um, I'm now stepping down from my Bulls soapbox. Yeah, I'm glad that I got... I wanted to know how you really felt about it, so I'm, I'm glad I dug a little... But, like, from an outside, like, what do you... I mean, like, are you really upset that the Bulls are... <laughs> Not playing Robin Lopez and Justin Holiday. No, of course not. And from no. a mark, like the, all this does is give them like Laurie, uh, Zach Levine, Chris Dunn more playing, like more opportunity for them to shine, and and that's going to be the future anyway. I mean, yeah, I mean the point right is you don't want to prevent your stars from sitting. Right, but the Bulls' stars are those guys that you just mentioned. Right. So as long and it, and. There's not really an argument against like resting Chris Dunn. He's coming off an ACL tear, so if if the guy needs some time you off, you Levine. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, like no, Levine, they sorry, said they Levine. don't want to play him back to back games anymore. Like they wanted yeah, to. Yeah, and that up. like you can't you can't shit on them for that. Like, no, the Sixers have been doing that with, with Embiid for the last year and a half. He's playing back to backs now, but it took him a long time to get to that point. Right, and so it, it's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, I understand if it's just blatant, like, I'm not going to play this guy because I'm trying to lose versus giving those minutes yeah. to guys that are developing, it's different. And uh, I think but I, I think that they haven't crossed the line. Yeah, and I think I think some of it came from just them playing just fucking awful against the Celtics. Like, that was very, very bad. They were down 40 okay. at one point. Nice, nice little backdoor cover, though. Yeah, yes, it was. Yes, it was. But... Like, I think where the league would have more claim to it is if it's, like, 
which would be the most asinine thing ever, but it would be egregious enough to say something, is if in the fourth quarter of games, like, Fred's pulling Laurie, all those dudes off, and they're having David Nawaba, uh, Cameron Payne, and Cristiano Felicio, like, those dudes are closing out games for you. Like, yes, that's an issue. Like, no one wants that. Like, that's a blatant problem, but... You, you sit two veteran dudes, and, you know, I think they probably, in a more realistic world, they would have traded Robin Lopez and gotten some value for him. They weren't able to do that, and there are some issues there that I wonder about, and that goes more on the side of the Bulls' management, but, I mean, yeah, like, it's, I just think it's tough, but I'm definitely biased, and I am just want Marvin Bagley in a Bulls jersey, and I will... Not not apologize for that. <laughs> right. Yep, that you have made that abundantly clear. But enough Bulls talk. Uh, but let's talk about a, a former Bull and what he said earlier wow. this week. That's and, a pro, and that's, pro transition. And that's Steve Kerr. Uh, essentially, I, I don't have it verbatim in front of me, but essentially Steve Kerr is saying that if a college player decides to enter and declare himself eligible for the NBA draft, but they were not drafted, that the university or college should allow them to come back to school. Wild claim. Seems like a no-brainer. Yeah. (laughs) So I I thought about this a little bit, uh, and it, I think that the danger around it is the precedent that you'd be setting to essentially give every guy the freedom to all right, well, I might as like, what's the harm in declaring? So then you have, you. I think you'd see a, a, a jump in guys coming out because, hey, I might as well throw my hat in the ring. I might as well go to the combine, see if I could raise yeah. some eyebrows, get myself seen, get myself drafted. But, like, what is the drawback from that? Like, even if it's more guys, is that just, maybe this is more from a scouting perspective. It's just like, it's going to be, there are going to be too many fish in the sea if we're if we mm. were to make this change, so I don't think that would necessarily be the case. I mean, I think there's you don't think it would be the case that like it would be an anti like there would be scouting sentiment against it, or are you saying that it would well, be the case the, that the more com- guys would declare? Well, the combine's still an in, like the, the, that whole thing is still an invite, so you don't get invited just off the alone of that. Like that's probably a sign you probably shouldn't declare sure i mean i think there's certain guys that might get an invite and you know i i think it's tough to especially with the one and done and where that's forced kids is that you know some of these kentucky guys it's like well you just you look throughout the years of the kentucky thing especially like some of those instances i look at and i feel bad for them in a way because it puts them in tough spots like if you took the harrison brothers for one example um almost went out freshman year stayed came back sophomore year one gets drafted in the second round one does not should he be able to come back yeah i kind of think i mean yes it's up to in the because why not yeah like i just don't think if a kid wants to come back he should be able like he shouldn't have to obviously but yeah, let the kid go to Europe, let him go to the G League, or let him come back to school if he yeah. wants to. I mean, because, yeah, maybe college is going to be the better chance for him to 
hone his skill, you know, develop whatever you want to put there. But yeah, it's it's always been kind of a weird thing, and I just think it's. But I don't think you would see like more guys declaring. I think there's a pretty good gauge at this point with a lot of these kids. It's just there's some of those guys I think that are, you know, they they look at. I would say, you know, the range you're really looking at are guys that are going to be. A, could be a late first round pick if they really work towards stuff and there's, there's a certain team that just likes them well and here's the other thing too pj for the nba there's no benefit to having guys they're going to school in the u.s to go into the like get invited to the combine teams or get invited to workouts teams see them they don't get drafted but then if, if these guys weren't in that position, but they had declared, they essentially have to go play basketball in Asia or Europe. But if you're like the big, a big promotion the NBA is trying to do is they're trying to step up the G League. They're right. Trying to make it into more of an established league where more competition, high level of play. And one way that you would probably be able to get that going is if you, like you're going to be able pay to find more. more talent, pay them more, a. But also, you're going to be able to identify more and find more talent if you're having these guys, more guys out of college coming and working out. Like, and I understand your point about maybe you're not going to get an increased number of workouts if you allow guys to come back to school if they didn't get drafted. But if that was to happen, I think it may boost the G League, which is only good for the league. Yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, it's. And I'll, I'll try a second attempt at equating this to a real-life thing, but, like, look at it as almost like a, like almost a mini-internship. I don't know. Like, I, that, would, that was the only a thing mini, I could think of. A mini-internship. Like, yeah, a job, whatever the case may be. But, like, what if... Because, uh, yeah, like, you and I both have known people that have, like, had internships with companies, and they're like, kind of, hey... Any interest in coming full time and trying to you know finish your last yeah. semester of school, and you know split time or do something you know whatever the case may be, like that happens in that way. But it's like no, I'm not. I have to like forgo going to school. I I understand from like there's there's got to be a cutoff. Like you, I mean, but maybe they move the draft up a week. But it's in June anyway. Screw that. No, like you have plenty <laughs> of time. As far as schools go, everything to like let them go through that. It's their like off season workout, and if it's a college coach, even they have my kid, the kid's gonna go through and like train and do all that, like get some pro help and play against all these elite dudes and just like all that stuff and come back. Yeah, that's like I don't see a dis like a, a negative to that. The only negative I would say is if I'm a kid and I'm going through this and the things I'm being critiqued on, I know I can't go back to my school because of the system I'm playing and not allowing me to showcase any of those improvements, even if I make them to my game. Yeah, then you have the option to go to Europe. But I just, yeah, the the NCAA itself, which today there's a report that had uh, recorded uh, $1.1 billion in revenue during 2017 fiscal year. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. Uh, just yeah, anything I can do to be anti NCAA, I'm all for. And just like their whole thing is just all. It's a fucked up cartel. It's stupid. It makes no sense. Like they just they want control of these kids, and it sucks. And I would I would hope that these pro teams 
maybe lead the NCAA to have to make changes. Well, we will certainly see if that has it gains any traction, but I'm certainly pro for it, and obviously you are as well. I do, there's um, not an argument against it, unless you're a weird college fanboy that whatever. I don't like. <laughs> then whatever. I then know whatever. people that wouldn't like it, but yeah, it's Steve Kerr articulated it better probably than even we could have. So <laughs> go listen to his comments after you've done li- you're done listening to this episode. Go listen. To, go listen to Steve Kerr's yeah. podcast. It's probably <laughs> somewhere. Uh, one quick thing before we get to players of the week. So it, Kawhi uh, finally kind of spoke since everything that had been circulating around his return or not return or whatever. And ESPN reported um, that at, like, at, I don't know if it was practice, shoot around, whatever, for the Spurs, Kawhi actually spoke and, and said that he wanted to be with the Spurs his entire career which uh, is certainly contrary to some of the whisperings that have been coming out of the Spurs and Kawhi camp. So uh, does this change, like, do you think this changes anything, or do you think that now all of a sudden maybe this relationship is repaired and Kawhi's going to stay? I mean, I was never, I think when we first talked about this, I was just, I was pretty shocked by it and just was very unspurs-like, and I... I truly would have been shocked if it ended up being something where Kawhi was being traded. Like, uh, my mind, my tiny little genius human brain would not have been able to actually conceptualize that. So, nope, this makes sense. Like, uh, I was kind of waiting for this this part of it, and, you know, it's just... The NBA, man. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what else to say. Like, just from the Spurs perspective, it's just... He can get a supermax. There's just so many reasons it just would be wild to me that this little hiccup in the relationship would just end it all. Right. Um, Well, we should probably talk about our players of the week, huh? I'm guessing that I think I know who yours is going to be. You think you know who mine's going to be? Who do you think mine's going to be? Probably Damien. No. Really? No, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, we already it. talked about it. But. That's pretty easier. But uh, so I'm going to go against the grain a little bit. Someone that we we really don't talk about too much, and that's because the the Warriors are just so boring because we kind of know who they are, and we talk about how great the the Rockets are and that they're going to push them, but they're really they're a game ahead right now. Um, a half game ahead of the Warriors. I'm going to give mine to Steph Curry. Nice. So Steph's, Steph's had a nice string of health. He's playing really low minutes per game. Uh, and he like this is kind of on par for him, but he's just like the di- the guy's going to hit four or five threes a game, put up, give you 28, take care of the basketball. Yeah. His plus minus this year has been stupid. He has uh, just under 28 PER for the season. He's averaging almost 27 points, six assists, five rebounds, and he just doesn't really get talked about. So shout out Steph. Uh, I caught a little bit of the Warriors last week here and there on League Pass, and they're as a team are just looking really good. They're on a quietly on a six game win streak, which to them yeah. doesn't really matter that much, but they're seem to be clicking. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you that the there's points like I've. Anytime the Warriors can, I do t- take in as much as possible, and it's 
I do think it's just there. Just damn West Coast games, man. I can't stay up that late. Yeah, I guess. No, I mean, I'll at least watch like the first half of some of their their TNT or what. I, when they're on earlier, I'm definitely like f- putting them in the rotation of flipping between games. But yeah, I mean, we do kind of take it for granted. But then I will say that I'm, the last couple of years, it's been the same way. You kind of get lulled into this, and then once it's the playoffs, though, like that's appointment television to watch them. I don't, I don't care, and they they've delivered time and time again. Right. Um. Well. Let's uh, before we we call it a day, my man. Why don't you give me your shout outs here? I don't know how many you have, and this one I'm like being a, a somewhat of a Lakers fan. The Sacre thing, I'm, I'm very intrigued by. I honestly have known nothing about it. Well, it'll probably be promoted along with this episode for one point. But Robert Sacre was in a dunk contest in China, and good God, man. He tried to do a 360 dunk and got stuffed by the rim. Or it wasn't it wasn't a 360. He tried to do a windmill and just got stuffed by the rim. Didn't even do it. He's all 6'11 of him. He's not even it was like a standing dunk too. He didn't really it wasn't like he was running past it or anything. He just quick little windmill just gets stuffed by the rim. Very tough look for Robert Sacre. Um, can't I've say got, he's can't I've say anyone here there. has thought about him in quite some time, but oh boy, yeah, <laughs> you seen yeah, it? I just, I just watched it. Yeah, yeah pretty bad. Um, this rim looks tall. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good spin zone there. Yeah, go with that ultra. Um, do you have any <laughs> shoutouts? I have more. Uh, I have one shout-out, so if you have a bunch, I'm going to let you do another one. All right. Uh, My next shout-out was to Michael Shannon uh, for watching uh, the Oscars from a dive bar where there was no sound and just subtitles. and was just hanging out, drinking a beer, watching his movie Shape and Water win uh, Best Picture. It's a good picture that I'm sure many of you have seen now on the internet webs. So have you seen it? Shape of Water. Yeah, yeah, I have. He's really good it, in it. I should it, should that have won though? Uh, I kind of like Three Billboards a little bit more. And so I haven't seen that either. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, I've so I've seen Get Out, Shape of Water, uh, Three Billboards, Lady Bird, Lady Bird, and um. No, oh, that was five, right? I saw five of them. Yeah, that was five. I lame. Yeah, and you th- you thought three billboards should have won. Uh, I was kind of really hoping that Get Out was gonna win, but I didn't. Yeah, know. yeah. I don't that know if my... that you can make the argument that that should have or not, but that's just like as far as movies when I and that was really my only argument for it was that like when I if I close my eyes in three years from now and you tell me movies of 2017 like that's gonna be the first thing i think of right now they're factoring in other things and stuff like that and whatever i did think shape of water was really good though i mean he might i mean i'm just i like michael shannon a lot from boardwalk empire and um i mean he's been in he was zod and man of steel he's 
he just does the he's might be one of the best people at being the off-putting creepy kind of antagonisty dude uh he's got that roll down pat and he just makes you uncomfortable and just brings tension to the screen whenever he's on it but um yeah it was just kind of fun little thing you know those actors they're just like us they're just regular people they really are and and speaking of actors and movies my one shout out is uh and you know this is all over the place we may have discussed this a little bit on the pod at some point too but i did see black panther last night oh buddy and we talked about going to see it but we were waiting for you to see it i didn't know you yeah, saw it so uh saw it last night it definitely lives up to the hype kicks ass did not feel that much like a superhero movie and i mean that in a good way yeah i just thought that i thought the acting was great i thought visually it was just incredibly cool uh i was a little bummed that my my favorite song on the soundtrack wasn't in the actual movie so i was a little bummed by that what song uh, ten. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's that's Best a banger. Song. That that the uh, soundtrack yeah. thing is, it's been growing on me more and more. There's some nice. banger songs on that. It's nice, and uh, just overall, just a great flick. Definitely a good one to go to go see in in theaters and uh dude michael michael b jordan is just the best yeah it just really sucked that he wasn't in more scenes but then like obviously that shows him doing a good job and whatever like you wanted more of him on the screen yes you know it was while so i saw it last sun not say like a week and a half ago now um i was shocked and maybe this is me and being a marvel nerdy boy you know, Tista or whatever. I, it still it amazes me to watch people get up and leave and not stay for the, like the credit scenes, the post credit scenes. We're we're an anti spoiler podcast, but here's one spoiler. So stop the pod now if you don't want to hear this. Wait, we're gonna talk about them. Well, just at the end. At the end, it was very anticlimactic. Like I I agree with you. You got to stay at the end of an, a Marvel movie to see what the post credits thing is but it was kind of they were yeah they were fine like well they've they've been hit or miss as far as like actual whatever like i don't they're not really intended to drop anything crazy they're always like kind of teases for the next thing um i thought they were fine but no it just was there was there was half the our theater our theater was pretty full but half the theater left and there's one dude that rushed back in and was like like sits around like two seats for me and it's like i forgot their scene there's 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 post credit scenes did i miss one i was like nah man you good and i just kind of shook my head and looked at him like he was a lesser person than me because he kind of was wait so were there multiple there were multiple there were two oh shit duh i mean yeah you gotta read up on that i'm one of these people but you stayed for you knew there was something. All right. Well, you you and I are gonna discuss what the second yeah. one is off. I so I've I forget which. There's been at least one or two of the Marvels that I didn't I didn't stay. I just said, nah, fuck, it, I'll watch it when it comes out on DVD or whatever. Like it wasn't critical in my mind to see at that point. But I usually look it up too just to see like 
how if there's one or two. So miss, missing one, like a second one isn't as big of a deal, I don't think. But well, I guess it depends on what happened in that second one, which you and I are going to talk about when we get done recording. Yeah. But yeah, very good. So do you have very good flick? Uh, do you have another movie or do you have another shout out? Uh, I just said a lot of mo- a lot of movie chatter. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I just had a couple quick ones. I'm just going to quick fire them. Shout out to six years ago today, Derek Rose hitting a sick ass uh, shot over the buck game winner over the Bucks, um, which gave him the Windy City Assassin nickname by Stacy King. Uh, also, shout out Duke for being UNC over the weekend. Uh, I was a big meatball Duke Duke fuckboy on Saturday. I didn't think I would be, but a couple brewskis and whatever else you want to say, I just I turned <laughs> into a big fuckhead about Duke basketball and a meathead, and it was fun to do that. And I'm glad they won. Felt good. And I just love Marvin Bagley, and I also love Grayson Allen. And I'm not afraid to say that. Because Grayson Allen has been... I've enjoyed Grayson, Grayson Allen's career at Duke, and I think he's been a pretty good player. Well, I think you're one and of the few. He had a nice, yeah, he had a nice moment at the end of that, so good for that. Um, yeah. And then, last but not least... Uh, shout out the Cavs and the roller skating party, and in particular that picture of J.R. Smith in <laughs> that he posted on Instagram, which is fucking incredible. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, you gotta check that out if you haven't seen it. But uh, all right, PJ. Well, it's been fun. Until we but chat again, we. Uh, I'm sure that we'll have plenty of other silly things to talk about a week from now when we do another pod, but yeah, NBA has been helping us out. Like every, the last like two weeks, I think it's been like Saturday, Sunday. I'm like, shit, what are we going to talk about on the pod this week? Like it's been kind of dead. Usually like post all-star break, post trade deadline. uh, Most of the time standings are even more solidified. So there's less to talk about, but there hasn't been no shortage. We were talking about that a little bit before we started recording, and so. Oh, I had one more. Uh, we are, we are shout out thankful. to uh, Marcus Smart for doing that kip up during the Bulls game. That was fucking crazy. It was some ninja shit. Oh yeah, dude. That oh. was wild. Oh, honestly, he that he probably made a couple more million dollars per year doing that yeah. so like look at the athleticism this guy's capable oh i did have one question i meant to ask you this is how we're going to close okay. this out ask All your right. friends this folks so if you didn't know this but darko Milicic is uh kickboxer now yep you knew that anyone that did. didn't know that so my question to you though because i, I it, it spurred it from this marcus smart thing it's not marcus smart related but known black belt james johnson and i was watching this darko milicic do his interview and i thought would you rather fight james johnson or darko milicic i would rather fight darko would you a lot i've seen i've seen videos of darko fighting he's not very good he's slow but he could kick you from across the room is the one like you wouldn't have no shot at getting a like any I hidden, I don't know. Did he? I'm almost positive he or someone he knows did a podcast with Zach Lowe. He did one, I thought. 
Yeah, yeah, he did one. With oh, Zach. maybe it wasn't. Yeah, that's when I definitely first heard, or when I like heard someone talking about it a lot. But Zach Lowe was look, all over that shit. Look, he's huge, but he's gone fucking cut. He's added a I'm, lot of weight. I'm absolutely terrified of James Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> yeah. I would not want to fuck with James. James Johnson would be the like my answer would be Darko too. Um, and I let me be clear, I would get my. Oh no no no! You yeah. No point in this question is who you think you could beat, but like if you were blindfolded, let's say in a cage, and then like you are the blindfold comes off, like. Would you rather see Darko Militich or James Johnson on the other end? Definitely Darko. Yeah, because I think you might... You, I mean, I wouldn't be able to, but some people may have a little bit more agility on Darko. They could tire him out. But, yeah, James Johnson would also, like... Yeah, the likelihood of him actually killing you and, like, kicking your head off or something, I think, is way higher. Yeah, maybe I could be like James, just, uh, dude, I really like you. I just, respect you. Yeah. Just don't kill me. You know, just like maybe just knock me out one yeah. punch, boom. Just do it. Let's make it, it make it quick. Yes, please just please just don't cause any long term damage here, and we'll be good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question, Peach. Yeah, de- definitely good. Not I don't know. We've had some good Olympics. Would you rather's or how much money it would take you to do stuff? But that's a pretty good one too. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, hey, I let you run a little long today. Mm-hmm. How's it feel? Nice. Big W for me. <laughs> well, congratulations. Well, uh, like I was saying before, thanks everyone for listening. Check us out on Twitter at the point forward NBA. Send us emails at the point forward NBA at gmail.com. Uh, we appreciate everyone for listening. Check out PJ on Twitter at Foolish Killa.